We are so unbelievably, undeniably, without a shadow of a doubt, back. Kenneth Branagh, Oscar winner, titan of the performing arts, is back with yet another banger. Kenneth Branagh directs and acts in this series of Agatha Christie adaptations as if he is Dwayne Wade passing the ball to prime LeBron on the heat. And he is also prime LeBron dunking the ball when he's on the I cannot describe to you how pleased I am with this movie. Okay, okay, less memes, more focus. I wanted to praise this movie as genuinely as I possibly can, so I think I need to address the elephant in the room first. If you have followed this channel for any amount of time, you are likely aware that showing me a murder mystery is akin to jangling a pair of shiny keys in front of a toddler. I will love every second of that shit and slop it up as if it's my first taste of the nectar of the gods. Even a mediocre whodunit gets me going. Now, another thing returning viewers might know is that I am a slut, a whore, a prostitute, a hussy for Halloween. Keen members of the audience might realize that two of my favorite things are being mashed together here for Haunting in Venice, as if they were my own action figures on the playground during a crossover episode I was imagining. But we don't stop there. I swear everything that could possibly scratch the deepest recesses of my brain is in this movie. Geography that I understand on a micro and macro level, an exotic setting which is shot on location that I am familiar with, a setting that is used in a unique way to enhance elements of the story, beautiful cinematography, and inspired direction. Holy shit, there's even a goddamn transatlantic accent in this thing, and that's Tina Fey, what the fuck? How is Michelle Yeoh too? Okay, focusing up now. I will now stop fanboying about the latest installment into the murder cinematic universe and get real. But before I do, if anyone else has seen this gem of a movie, please let me know your thoughts on it down below. Did you like the mystery itself? How did you find the characters? Poro's personal story? The performances? The direction and camera work? The music? Most importantly, how did you interpret that one bit of the ending? I'd love to hear theories. Honestly, I'd love some additional perspective about everything in this movie because I recognize that I have a bit of a bias for this type of film. With all that said, and hopefully with your opinion shared, let me get into some specifics for A Haunting in Venice. First and foremost, it's an adaptation of Christie's Halloween Party, a Poirot story, but not one as well known as Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile. Now, I am unfamiliar with the source material here, but other than the title, it is my understanding that some other elements of the story have been changed. And from what I can tell as a first-time experiencer, this seems to be entirely for the better, and there are no choices in the film which I feel actively harm it. Haunting in Venice is just as beautiful as the locale it takes its namesake after. Shots are fascinating, engaging, and captivating. This is true from the first few frames of the film all the way through its final pan out. The shots are not only gorgeous, but enhance the narrative being told. For example, a gull preying on a pigeon in the opening moments is a shock, yes, but it provides a foreboding image to set the mood for what's to come. The canals of Venice are eerie with fog as the camera laps along with its gentle waves, and every choice makes the viewer feel more and more present in the moment. There are so many standout sequences of camera work and lighting throughout the film, but two I'd be remiss not to mention are the ghost story and shadow projections that are presented to the children early in the film, and then later Poro's hysteric episode about 70% of the way through the runtime. They felt not only functional, but truly inspired. 
And a film can be as pretty as it wants, but if there's no story to keep an audience intrigued, the visuals quickly fade to white noise. Haunting in Venice succeeds brilliantly in this way, providing questions that pull at the audience and draw them in, almost begging for explanation. We're drawn in just as much as our silly little detective trying to separate the fantastic from the phantasmic. The idea of the supernatural in a mystery is not new and totally unique, but it enhances an already compelling mystery in a way that brings it to just another level. We're constantly attempting to discern reality from illusion, our own imaginations from the facts. It keeps you thinking and engaged the entire time. And through it all, with this added layer of supernatural complexity, the mystery never cheats the viewer. It treats them as intelligent, providing everything they needed to solve the case and progress in lockstep with our Belgian detective. But even with an engaging mystery, why care for it if all we have are cardboard cutouts for suspects? A whodunit lives and dies by its characters, and Haunting in Venice is simply full of life. An ensemble like this will never have the time to be fully fleshed out for everyone in the lineup of potential murderers, but Haunting in Venice gives you just enough to want more while providing depth and color to the cast. No one is one-dimensional, with suspects ranging from the sympathetic to the pitiful to the downright fascinating. And beyond this, many of the characters seem to provide mirrors to Poirot in a variety of ways. They are his foils, whether it be in relation to his harrowing past in the wars, his ego, his skepticism in the supernatural, or even his brilliance. In such short amounts of time, all of these characters leave impressively distinct impressions on us. Outlines for us to suspect, to mull over, as we consider them as capable of murder or not in scene after scene. This is all done through what feels like brilliant direction from Brana. It is clear as day that he loves making these Agatha Christie movies, and who are we to deny a man true love? Brana connects the set, the performances, the camera to create this macabre, mysterious, engaging, and at times harrowing world for the mystery to reside in. To my knowledge, Kenneth Brana has never directed a pure horror film, but it is clear he could do so if he so chose. He understands dread, he understands fear and unease, he understands what makes something unsettling and alarming and altogether scary for the viewer. Haunting in Venice functions just as well as a Halloween movie as it does as a whodunit, and I mean this as a massive compliment. On top of all of this, Brana has Hildur Guanadater, sorry if I mispronounced that, create such a mysterious, familiar yet distant score. It's foreign, it's seemingly nostalgic in its notes, but at times it's unsettling when it needs to be. It's a perfect accent to everything we see and hear in the Venetian palazzo once the bodies start to drop. By the way, what an absolutely sick and dope way of getting the first kill in your whodunit. That death was beautifully gnarly. At the center of all the well-polished puzzle pieces making up these whodunits in each iteration is Hercule Poirot, who is in stiff competition with Benoit Blanc to be my favorite silly little detective. Brana is having a blast with this role, and his passion comes through yet again. Poirot is experiencing a more morose chapter of his life here in Haunting in Venice, and it's played exceedingly well. Not only that, it accents the Halloween theme brilliantly. All the characters, too, accent this moment of his life in different ways, and nudge him along in so many different interactions. After three movies, being able to explore still another piece of your central character's emotional core is a serious achievement. The journey Poirot goes on internally is able to compete with the central element of the film. It's mystery, and in my opinion, that is supremely impressive. By the end of Poirot's journey, he seems truly changed for the better, and the final step that got him there being so open-ended is just the cherry on top of this delicious, murderous ice cream sundae. On a real level, one of the biggest compliments an aspiring creative such as myself can give a film is that it inspires them. It makes them want to do something or draws them into certain ideas so much so that they want to explore them themselves in their own work. 
Haunting in Venice has done that for me, through its inspired shot composition, beautiful camera work, engaging characters, and a mystery that is equal parts fascinating as it is frightening, it has helped me remember what I love about the mystery genre. And that is, of course, Kenneth Branagh playing a silly little guy for over an hour and a half. Nah, but on a real level, it just feels so good when you can instantly recognize how much you love something. Haunting in Venice does not reinvent the wheel, but when you're creating a genre film like this, that's not what you need to do. You need to take that wheel and use it to do some crazy shit, and Brana succeeds in doing so with this. Credit to him, credit to Michael Green for a tight and engaging script, credit to Haris Zambarlukos for some truly astounding camera work, perhaps I'm too much of a layman, but I can truly see this getting some sort of awards nomination. Credit to the cast for their performances, credit to the set and costume designers for creating such a tangible Venetian palazzo, credit to Hildur Guarantotter for enhancing everything with such an atmospheric and eerie score, I just love all of it. So in closing, Haunting in Venice gets 4 out of 5 stars from me. It's everything I want, I got all that I paid for and more. I've said it before, but if Brana wants to spend the rest of his life putting out hits like this, I will have my ass in the seats every chance that I get. If these movies have no fans, then I must be dead. See this movie, it is that time of year after all. Instant Halloween classic, dare I say it. Until next time. <laughs>